Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, a grumpy groan, Swedish bins, space facts, closing flowers and zombie fungus. Now, Lippy. Hello. I've got a bit of a gripe. You've got a gripe? A gripe. A moan. A grumpy moment. I sat down on Sunday to watch the next in the series of Bond films, Mm. which we covered a couple of weeks ago, being released by Amazon, on Amazon Prime. You've got to pay for them now. How rude. The latest one was still included, but the next one was £3.50 to rent, which I'm not very happy about. Limited time only, obviously. Well, should have watched them all in one sitting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and a partridge styley. Yeah. Anyway, we had a, anyway. a mini adventure on Saturday. Yes, you did. We, we went to see some friends of ours that we met on the Italian job a few years back. Mm-hmm. And we thought, as we're seeing mini friends, we'll take our mini. And we were meeting them. I can't remember the name of the place. It was just north of Winchester. So it was an hour and a bit's drive. So we had a drive down there. And I'm conscious there's a new rattle. And the thing is, when you own an old car like that, you're constantly listening for new rattles and odd noises as a a sign that something's about to fall off or Mm. go horribly wrong. So anyway, I could hear this this little noise and I I couldn't quite pin it down. It didn't seem to be getting any worse. So sort of put it to the back of my mind. Anyway, on the way back, we were going to drop in on you and Duck Boy. So yes. we, we decided to go up the M3 for a bit of uh, speed. And as we're in the middle lane of the M3, there's this noise which I can only describe as bing, 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 which didn't sound very good. No. So we pulled over and then took the next exit, which was somewhere around Basingstoke. And we got to this massive roundabout, and I think it was the A30. So we could either go towards you on the A30, or go the other way towards Alton. So wife of Grumpy was driving, said, I think I'll go towards Alton, there's more chance of a lay-by. So we take that that exit, and then I see a sign for a hotel. I thought, oh, perfect, car park. So we turned into the Crown Plaza, and I said, oh, that's appropriate, because we stayed in quite a few in, in Italy. Mm. And this has got quite a steep ramp up to the hotel. So we're going up the ramp, and there's a sign that says, uh, not open to the public, which we obviously ignored. Yes, so obviously. we drive past the sign onto the flat car park. And uh, then the security guard that was sat in his car behind the sign got out and started chasing us. There. Said, you can't be here i went oh okay well I, we've got a problem with the car I just want to have a look at it on the flat and he went i'm oh, sorry you can't do that you'll have to park on the the slope slope oh okay so anyway so we turn around go and park on the slope um rammed it in gear so it didn't roll into the traffic and and the security guard standing again oh a lovely car and um opened the bonnet up and i'm talking to him about the problem he said oh just put some oil on the um on the fan belt because we had the engine running and the alternator's not turning so I thought oh fan belt must be slipping but it wasn't making a squealing noise anyway so fixing or tightening the fan belts on that car's quite straightforward you take the grill off and then it's three nuts and bolts and, and a bit of levering and off you go so security boy helps 
sort of support the alternator while I tighten it up, start it up, and it's turning, but it's making this ting, 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 ting noise. It's mm. a bit odd. So it looks at the, the veins around it, and you can see it's hitting something. And one of the bolts that holds the body together, big long bolt, the nut had dropped off and it uh. worked its way out. So the solution was just to take the bolt all the way out. The most annoying thing is that alternator is brand new. Oh, it's, no. It's done, well, up until that point, up until Saturday, it's done about 10 miles. So that's quite annoying. That is a bit of a pain. It is a bit of a pain. Uh, but it was really good to effect a roadside repair. I yes. felt very manly afterwards. Very manly indeed yes. to be able to do that. The wife of Grumpy's goes, oh, should I phone Green Flag? I said, nope, I can fix this. I'm going to do it I'm myself. Going to fix it, yes. And, I, mean, I don't ask for directions. <laughs> well, what I did want to do is have to spend half an hour or so on the roadside. Maybe uh, more. And actually, to be honest, probably the man would have fixed it. So rather well, than having to be um, recovered home. But um, as it was, it was a 10 minute job. So that was good. Easy, easy. Mm. Anyway, you had a interesting experience today. Did I? Well, you told me you had something odd had happened. Odd, yes. I wouldn't have said it was interesting. Oh, it's okay. Not interesting. Odd. Sorry, listeners. Not interesting. Just <laughs> another odd event just, in Lippy's life. Just a big, a big no-no, really. I was working at home today and I bought some clothes that got delivered. And when they got here, I was like, well, I'm at home. I'm going to try them on, you know, see if they fit. And then if they don't, I can package them up straight away and take them tomorrow back to the post office. So that's a great idea. So I tried the first pair on, tried the second pair on. And as I'm half out of the second pair, my laptop starts ringing (laughs) and my boss is video chatting me. Oh, no. And I ran around the other side of the table, sat down just in my pants because I hadn't put on my shorts again and answered the call because I was like, I don't want her to think that I was off not just in front of my desk. Spent the whole video call just sat in my pants. I've done that on the odd occasion. Mm. But it's been a bit too hot. I'm glad I didn't have to stand up for anything. Very true. I've caught with her pants down. If you were in the office, you wouldn't think twice about going and getting a cup of coffee and shooting the breeze for 20 minutes. No, true. It's just you feel that you should be working all the time because you're at home, which is not the case. I've done two wash loads today, though. I I don't just stare at my screen. But I just thought that was such a prime time to call literally with my hands down (laughs) typical yeah (laughs) yeah of all the times there must be a phrase for that Mm. well i suppose it's a bit like caught with your trousers down yeah which i was yes the phrase that was originated before it was appropriate sort of way that doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense (laughs) we've got more odd phrases later do we yes we do now over in sweden in the city of Malmo, uh, they've mm-hmm. got a clean streets campaign and they've installed an interactive rubbish bin that rewards litter pickers with a sultry recorded message. And there's a YouTube video of this, as there's a YouTube video of pretty much everything. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, um, shows somebody opening the lid of the bin and being greeted by a sexy voice saying in Swedish, Oh, yeah, right there. That was crazy Ooh. good. Come back quickly and do that again. I'm not sure I would want to 
be using the bin. <laughs> Only in Sweden. I can't see yeah. that working in um, Britain. No, neither can I. It's a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit much. And, and talking about being British, I was talking to a colleague yesterday and they'd been for a picnic at Petworth Park on Saturday, I think, where we Ooh. had just about a whole year's worth of weather in mm. terms of sun, we rain, really wind did. and what have you. And she said, oh, no, are we... We, we sat and we braved it out. I said, well, you did the British thing, which is... Yes. Yes, it's a Saturday. That iconic picture that happened to be taken in the village of the first day that the restaurants and things were open again was a snowstorm. There's yes. two people sat outside eating. <laughs> yes, that's right. It was, wasn't it? I'll see if I can dig that out. That was an absolute corker. It made most of the major press as well, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Now, according to Bloomberg, the city of London, which is actually quite small, you tend to think of it as being all of London, but it's not actually, it's, it's a square mile. They've got a, a money spinner in a traffic camera at Bank Junction. So since 2018, where the intersection was restricted to bus and cycle use for most of the day, mm. guess how much it's pulled in in fines? Well, I can see. Oh. <laughs> I was going to be sneaky then. I was going to say exactly how much it was. Yeah, and then well, I was like, no, gumbled. no. Yeah, it's £15.2 million. Pounds. That's mad, though. That uh, is which mad. Which is more than the £14.8 million made by all the cameras in Hackney since 2019. That's a slightly odd comparison because that's Hackney, not the city of London. But mm. That is get, crazy, get though. The point. Yeah, a friend of ours was caught. I, th- I can't think where it is. It's, it's somewhere on the way up to London. Uh, Vauxhall, something like that. And there's a right-hand turn, I think. But there's a box junction there. Mm, so though you can start to turn right, you can't see whether it's clear without stopping on the box, and then you get yeah. fined. And it's, sneaky, uh, sneaky. Yeah, it's an absolute money spinner, that. And mm. he, he tried to fight it. Surely you could fight that, though, and say, I, if I hadn't stopped, I, I needed to see if there was a car coming. Yeah, he I needed tried. To... Yeah, he tried. And it didn't. Um, no, no, it didn't at all. No. Anyway, I found a, a link in now show notes for this week, which yeah. I'd realised I'd put in on Thursday night, having had a commentator's meeting at the pub. <laughs> um, and it was just a link, and I looked at it, I have no idea why I've put that in there at all uh, but we met a very interesting gentleman Ooh. whose dad has a collection of classic cars and, and some amazing classic bikes and we were talking to him about putting a, a selection of that in as a, an arena slot on 14th mm. of august which is he's very much up for and there's there's some very rare motorbikes and somehow we got talking about electric cars and hybrids and um, he mentioned this thing called realism which I'd not heard of. And it's a a UFO religion that was started in France. And they believe that the Earth was constructed by uh, aliens. Interesting. Which is interesting. I'm not knocking this in the the slightest, because all religions are slightly um, unbelievable, let's say. So it's it's Mm. not, not proven. And they claim throughout history that... Uh, they have created Elohim, which is 
the extra extraterrestrial species called Elohim have created Elohim human hybrids, hence the connection to, to hybrids, which uh. have served as prophets preparing humanity for news about their origins. And those considered prophets are the Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad, with Raoul himself being the 40th and final prophet. Interesting. It is interesting. If you then read on, it all gets a bit gloomy with the Age of Apocalypse. And ah. Yes. So it's a yes. little bit like the Book of Revelations in the Bible, where it mm. predicts the end of end of the earth. I do enjoy things like that. I do find it very interesting to kind of hear and find out about what people think has happened to the earth. Because people like Jesus along those lines would have lived... To some extent, there not necessarily like that. Yeah, as absolutely. the son of God, but it's a pre- he's a preacher, isn't he? So like he's going to have stories told about him and made up about him and things change over time. And I do find that quite interesting, actually, yeah. what other people think. Yes, it is interesting. And I find other religions very interesting as well, mm. and particularly those that have you know, based more on well, probably paganism in terms of yeah. respect to the earth and mother nature. I'll tell you one I don't find interesting, though. I don't find the rule about get being called to prayer at sunlight at a certain time interesting because I happened to be staying in Shoreditch in a hotel and I could just hear this siren and I was like, what is that? And it was like, it was August, so it must have been about 3.30 because it happens at first light, they get called to prayer and I was like, is that siren it went on for about 45 minutes and then i clocked what it was yeah. i'm sat in the hotel like, oh now i can't go back to sleep because all i can hear is this siren going off yes well unfortunately it's the um longest day today or tomorrow Ooh. i'm not sure whether it's the 21st or the 22nd um so it's uh, nights are drawing in from certainly from thursday well that's sad yeah, it is really that i feel sad. like it didn't last very long at all well the thing is it it's you know, the longest night is 21st 22nd of december so you sort of miss that because you're full into christmas oh yes so in all the drinks yeah, slightly, slightly odd but um yes hopefully we've still got a good good summer ahead of us now talking of the night sky yes there is a spectacular planet alignment which always worries me slightly because mm. a lot of films, the, the you know the basis of that Hercules. Is Hercules, and I think Lara Croft as well. The first one yeah. was all about planets aligning and then bad things happening. Uh, this is going out on the twenty fourth, and unless you were up very early, you would have missed the the best opportunity to see this. However, it should still be possible until uh, the end of June. So you've still got a few days yet. So Mercury, Mars, Venus. Jupiter and Saturn will line up, and I believe the moon squeezes in there as well, all in the line. And the best time to see this is about 45 to 60 minutes before sunrise. Obviously, it needs not to be cloudy, and which is about 5 a.m. On Saturday morning? No, this is on Friday, so when this is going out. But you should be able to see it until the end of June, so there should be another few days after that i'm not sure which way you look or how high you have to be because we had a strawberry supermoon was it last week or the week before week um, before I think. yeah that was fairly early evening or late evening and uh one of the local photographers got up onto local hills and uh, was looking south across to the south downs and took a fantastic photo 
of the moon just as it was over the horizon at about 10 o'clock at night. Ooh. Really absolutely stunning photo. Um, so I'll, I'll drop him a note, see if he fancies going up and taking a photo of this lot, which saves me getting up at five o'clock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure somebody yes. will. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Somebody will have taken it. Somebody this week's taken a photograph of the space station going across the sun and oh. uh, multiple images of it going tracking across the sun and phenomenally clear as well i use some sort of telescope camera combination to do it but i mean wow. that thing moves so fast it's you know it's, it's a second or so it's across there and he must have got 20 30 shots in that so it's good i mean that's on that is impressive on various yeah. news sites it's very impressive and um, taking photos of the sun isn't very easy so please don't try that at home <laughs> point your telescope yeah. at the sun you'll end up being no. blinded so if you do see the planet alignment on well over the next few few days, then um, please please let us know or send us a photo. We'd be very very interested to see that. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. Now there's a bit of a conversation here at Grumpy Towers about dandelions, as our <laughs> lawn has gone gone wild has this been. year, apart from a very small area where the table is, and um, the horse whisperer hadn't realised that flowers actually fold up at night. Yes, they go to sleep. Open, yes, they go to sleep, for want of a better yes. phrase. And uh, but do you know why they do this? I presumed it was because similar to our bodies, when we sleep, it's conserving energy. Well, possibly, <laughs> possibly, but then it's got to use energy to close it and open it, and that's a bit. Have to use energy to get in and have bed. So this is a an article about poppies rather than dandelions, but it, okay. I guess it's, it should apply because poppies same, close same. up and, and open yeah. as well. And the experts aren't entirely sure, but the most likely explanation is to protect the pollen. So at night, oh. the insects that pollinate most flowers are dormant and closing the p- flower keeps the pollen dry and contained. So if you've got a that windy day, sense. for example, particularly with a, Doesn't blow away. Um, a poppy because it's quite open. Mm. So it would blow blow the pollen away. And flowers that are pollinated by moths or bats do the opposite and only open at night. Oh. So it's all about the pollen. That is very interesting. It is really interesting, isn't it? That is not what I thought at all. Could be complete nonsense, of course, but um, I suspect it's probably not. <laughs> This is in, on Science Focus website, so I hope... Oh, I feel like that's, uh, that's legit. That is legit be, Science be Focus. Legit, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, what is turning out to be a bit of a nature episode, um, we, we finally got to your house on Saturday. Yes. Um, Duck Boy sent me a an article about zombie fungus. Yes. Which is truly terrifying. It was a bit mad, wasn't if it? If you're of squeamish nature, I'd fast forward a few minutes. <laughs> so this zombie fungus... Uh, so the article says once an ant has been sprinkled with the zombie fungus spores the parasitic fungus which has got a latin name i'm not even going to begin to pronounce penetrates the cuticle and begins to infect the ant's brain it directs the ant upwards where its deadly spores will have the most reach when they're high enough the zombie ant bites down and grips the stem with its mandible and crindum in place 
The ant dies as the fungus takes over its body, and eventually the parasite's large stalk erupts right through the back of the ant's head. It's like the first episode of, or the first film of Alien. If you remember oh, that. yeah. When the parasite is done growing, its deadly spores burst from the tip, dispensing more death to the jungle floor. And the cycle continues with any nearby ants. Crazy. Isn't nature amazing, though? That is mad. I'd like to say I think I can pronounce that word that you are Oh, going go on to then, go on then. I think it's ophicordycep unilaterally. That's pretty good. No, it's not unilaterally, it's unilateralis. Yes. Unilateralis, yeah. Or, or zombie fungus. Zombie fungus <laughs> sounds cooler anyway, to be fair. A lot easier to say. <laughs> yes, so... If you're an ant, look out for zombie fungus. Yes, avoid that. <laughs> now, I've not done much at the allotment this year for various reasons, but we did pop down there on Saturday. No, tell yes. me why. It was Friday. It was um, Friday. At 12 on o'clock. your birthday. So, yeah, on my birthday, the hottest day of the year and the hottest time during the day. So that was really daft. Really Good planning. Daft thing to do. Uh, but we'd managed to liberate some year-old manure from the Horse Whisperer's horse field. Mm, which horses. Is, is beautiful. <laughs> if, if you're into your compost, this is just superb. It's broken down nicely. It's, it's, it's flaky. It's not chunky as it is. I and have a, never heard someone talk about poo like that. It's compost. It's, 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 it's poo. pure gold. Pure gold. I've got a number of books on compost. Rather sadly. But that's an age thing. So we'd, we'd been there and picked that up and um, went to drop some of it uh, off. Did a bit of weeding and then planted a plum tree that I've been given. Oh, lovely. Um, we put it in a pot, but it's got very leggy because it can't dig down with its roots. So it needs to go in the oh. ground. So that's in there now. So that's that's all good. Um, so, yeah, lots of gooseberries coming, which I tried one and it was very very bitter and uh, we mm. had the first crop of rhubarb as well and wife yes wife which was used cr- rhubarb and crumble cake an was, incredible cake it was absolutely superb wasn't it yeah there was a bit of a slide on as the layers weren't quite flat i think the cake was still a bit warm and they weren't even did you see the sponge that came out the oven i did i actually i almost started crying with laughter because one side was like looked like a normal cake and then you turn it around and it wasn't even as thick as a piece of paper i don't quite know that happened and one end i mean our oven doesn't cook particularly evenly but one end was definitely heading towards burnt yeah i hardly have an end in a round tin but one side was uh, close to burnt and the Mm. other side um close to not being cooked i think yes yeah. uh, yes we're still looking for a more a, a new oven but it's proving a bit um, a bit tricky at the moment not much in mm. stock now this next story is combines a bit of nature actually it's not really nature but with a bit of space travel so it's, it's yes bang two, on. So, two good things this is a something simple that that is really complicated <laughs> see what i mean as, you, as yeah. you'll find out. So there are two twins, obviously, uh, called mm. Mark and Scott Kelly, and they are both astronauts. And Mark had retired and decided to send his identical twin, Scott, 
who will be aboard the International Space Station, a surprise to lighten things up. So he's talking to him and he says, I'm going to send you a gorilla suit. And uh, Scott says, why are you doing that? He said, well, because there's never been a gorilla in space before. So we've had monkeys and dogs, but not, not gorillas. So yeah, okay. Mark vacuum packs the suit and sends it on a an unmanned cargo ship uh, in June 2015. Mm. But it blew up. <laughs> so, oh, God. Yeah. So that was suit number one gone. So... Yeah. <laughs> He phones his brother back up. And I find the concept of this phoning your brother on the International Space Station a bit odd. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. It's obviously possible. And uh, he says, I'm going to send you another one. So that suit arrives okay. And uh, he hides the gorilla suit. And this was the period when uh, British astronaut Tim Peake was on the space station. Yes. So early 2016. So... The story goes that Scott dresses up in the gorilla suit and then hides. And then there's a video which originally was on Twitter, but apparently is now on YouTube as well, where Scott jumps out and chases Tim Peake, who's tried to get away, but in zero gravity. So it's a bit like in cartoons where they run off the top of the cliff and they're running and they're not going. Yeah, yeah and they're still going. <laughs> uh, but oddly... The um, the guy that shared it on Twitter originally um, thought it was Mark Kelly, not Scott Kelly. So there was total <laughs> confusion about who it was. Absolutely corky. But the video's been seen nine million times since then. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. And, and probably a lot more, actually. Yeah. Yeah, smuggling a uh, gorilla suit onto the space station. How funny is that? That doesn't mean a gorilla's been on the stage, space station. Uh, no, though. it doesn't. No, no. you're absolutely correct. <laughs> A man dressed like a gorilla hat. <laughs> yes, indeed, it is. Uh, it is a man dressed as a as a gorilla. I dressed as one once, many years ago, to go to a fancy dress party. A gorilla. And, uh, some, yeah, friends of ours who had, I think they had an extension built, so they decided to have a jungle party for some unknown reason. Jungle party sounds cool. So, I uh, want a jungle party. Absolutely. So I went for the gorillas outfit which was a bit of a mistake because they are very heavy and you get very mm. hot yeah but um, yes it was it was it was good fun right so do you have a top tip for us i do a lippy experience top tip so that means it comes with a little story <laughs> oh excellent <laughs> so we had it was father's day on sunday happy father's day by the way mm. i think i texted yes it Sorry? You did text me. I, oh, I did. That's good. I, I'm not big on birthdays or Father's Day, to be honest. No. Um, I'm not. No. We had a nice birthday. A nice I had a very, family. very nice birthday. Yes, it was a bit of an um, uh, impromptu because the weather was so good. It was. And um, we had yes. good friends turned up as well, yeah. which was very, very I was pleasant. really rather drunk, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> quite, quite a lot of wine by yes, the end of did, that evening. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, fortunately, I'd been out the night before. And so you were hanging? Well, I probably had a little bit too much then and um, got to bed late. So come about 10 o'clock on the Friday, I was really quite pooped. <laughs> Plus having been out in the heat as well. Anyway, yeah. I, we digress anyway, from your topic. We digressed, we digressed. So, um, so yeah, because it was Father's Day, we had Chris's, we said we would host, so we had Chris's family at ours. There's 13 of them. Well, well, including us. When we're all together, there's 13 of us, which I hadn't quite considered 
Mm. when we said we would do it. And I don't think Duck Boy had either because it wasn't really until Saturday, typical last minute planning, that we realised we didn't really have enough plates. Yep. We definitely didn't have enough cutlery. Yeah. What else didn't we have? And we don't, we don't have any shade in our garden at all until two o'clock. But by that time, like you've had the hottest part of the day, like the bit you don't want to be in the sun for. And the weather was looking a bit hit and miss. So, and there were kids in the group. So we were like, okay, we do, we need to get some sort of shade. So Chris went out on Saturday, Sunday morning, first thing. We had done a load of stuff Saturday. His mum was bringing us some extra plates. I'd got some cheapy cutlery for like garden cutlery. Um, so we were all sorted on that side of things. So he went out on Saturday, Sunday morning to get a gazebo, one of the pop-out ones yep. from B&Q. It, we didn't go cheap, cheap. We went like middle, mid-range because we thought actually it'll be useful to have yeah. for the future. A little three by three one. So we put that up. Perfect. And I had said, oh, grab the weights. Don't forget the weights. Yeah. Because it's very light. Don't forget the weights. And they went up and there were no weights. But I didn't say anything. I didn't want to say anything because I'm not that kind of person most of the time. So no weights. We'd gone pretty much the whole day. Um, it also happened to be Chris's brother-in-law's birthday as well. So we did a little cake. We were all singing happy birthday and it was being videoed, thankfully, the happy birthday. All of a sudden, I look over at Chris who sat under the gazebo, a massive gust of wind and the whole thing takes off to the point where he jumped and couldn't grab hold of the leg. Oh, and it was about to oh, flip no. over our fence into our neighbour's garden. Thankfully, one side did stay down. So he pegged it to the other side and grabbed hold of that leg. And I ran over and grabbed it. We pulled it down. But oh my God, that was a pure moment of, we're, we're going to have to go and knock at our neighbours and be like, our gazebo's blown into your house. Can we please have it back? So anyway, yeah, my top my top tip for this <laughs> is don't forget to buy the weights when you buy a gazebo because they are incredibly right. light. Well, they're like sails. And the thing is, mm. once they've lifted off, you, know, you That's it. worry about next door. Actually, it's a couple of gardens down. That uh, I was I was shocked because Chris went and jumped and it's still he still missed it. Yes. We had an incident at a uh, campsite in Swanage we go to mm. with a... A uh, slightly larger one. It was a six by three meter one. It was quite a heavy, heavy duty one. And we decided because there was quite a lot of people coming that week to use it as the mess tent. So yes, we'd have we table and chairs in there and the cooker, what have you. So we arrived and we put put this thing up and I pegged it down and I put extra guide guy ropes from the inside down with big meaty pegs. Anyway, so we went to bed and then it must have been about half past 12. Wife of Grumpy shaking me awake going, the mess tent's gone. What do you mean the mess tent? <laughs> what earth are you talking about? She said there was a massive bang and I've just looked outside and there's no tent. Oh, don't be silly woman. <laughs> so we're in the camper vans, go out of the camper yeah. van and sure enough, there is no tent and they're scattered across the field, uh, tables, chairs and gas cylinders. Goodness only knows. Uh, well, where's the tent then? It's gone. <laughs> and it's pitch dark. There's no, well, there's a few bulbs, but not, not much light there. So we get the torch out, start looking around, and 
fortunately we didn't park the cars in front of it and there was nobody mm. in front of us and the wind had got in it and it had taken it up and it had put it about 10 foot up in a tree yeah so wedged feet first <laughs> headed towards Swadish in this tree in this tree yeah. so we wander over there with a the torch how on earth are we going to get that down so we stood there and then we hear somebody walking along the track I thought oh that's good anyway these two guys came along who had obviously had a little bit to drink I went Oh, don't think that should be there. And then just <laughs> you can't park there, thought, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I can't remember how we got it down in the end. It was quite a convoluted operation. I think we mm. took the um, the fabric off it, but that had bent bent the frame completely. I had to buy a new frame for that one. Yeah, so we borrowed it, here the tent, and I don't think we've bothered since. Uh, we've always used a, a the much one. more aerodynamic shaped yes. tent, which will. Uh, which the air doesn't get underneath it that's the trick mm. whilst the air's yeah. underneath it that's it it's turned into a kite so yes you were very lucky yes very lucky yes indeed. we were but the weights are on their way <laughs> good are they the ones you fill up with water mm-hmm. yes they're, they're very good um hopefully they'll be strong enough because you don't have grass you can't peg you can't it, peg in. it in. in no no it makes it a bit awkward so i mentioned old terms earlier yes i can't remember the term i used but it was an old <laughs> one so i was having a having a look through some books and i came across uh, a book on all sorts of odd sayings so i thought for a while i'm going to swap the fun fact for fun saying oh yeah i like that work out does it should be a, a saying i'll have to have a think of that anyway so i thought this week i would do not my bag which is a, a phrase i use occasionally and is in some of the austin powers films so it's not a slang bag. expression for something which is definitely not one subject or style. Oh. And it probably came, because a lot of these, nobody really knows where they came from. No. It's, it's a bit of a bit of a guess, really. But uh, the book says it probably came from the American jazz scene, bag, meaning a personal style of playing. For instance, playing with a hip-hop band was not his bag. However, the phrase came into general use being applied to almost anything in both America and Britain. It shares a meaning with a more common phrase, not my cup of tea, which is a very Oh, yes, yes, that one I use. Which has been used throughout the 20th century to, to donate something, sorry, denote, not donate, donate <laughs> something that is, isn't to one's taste. <laughs> I need to put my reading glasses on when I read for the book. <laughs> So, more super sayings next week. Super I like sayings. it. Like that. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.